Hey guys, how you doing? It's Brad Roth with ATREpodcast.com, all things real estate. I've been in the real estate business since 1998. So I started this podcast to give agents, buyers, sellers a place to go and a place to get information. Hey guys, how you doing? It's Brad. I'm so excited about my guest, Lizzie Miller. This is her second time on our show. Now she is with the Music City Group with Benchmark Realty in Nashville, Tennessee. Lizzie is a new agent, as uh, you may remember from last time. And we were talking a little about what she's going through to grab new clients and just what she's going through in general. And I said, hey, why don't you come on, ask me some questions and let me answer them for you and see what we can do to brush up. As you guys all know, I am a coach. So let's see what we can do with Lizzie and if we can answer some questions and give her some good tips. Hey, Lizzie, welcome. Hey. It's good to see you again, Brad. Good to see you. So what's been going on? Talk to me. Well, (laughs) as you know, the market is just on fire, you know, everywhere. So basically, I mean, it's just bidding wars everywhere because the interest rates are so low. Everybody's wanting to buy and sell. And it's winning that deal amongst all the other deals that show up on the table. That's my biggest. Well, let's take you from step one, okay? Let's say I have a listing and it's 850 and you have a client interested in it. What's the first thing you do after the client says, I want to see it? What do you do? I make sure they're pre-approved. Okay, so now they're pre-approved. You know they want to see it and I want to see how you're portraying yourself with other agents. What's the next step you do in order to show your client that property? I automatically reach out to that other agent and I start asking them questions, you know, how many people are interested in this property? What can we do to possibly, you know, make this deal work and make sure we can do some good negotiating. And So again, you're kind of skipping around, but I want you to tell me what you do. So for instance, I'm Brad Roth, right? So Brad Roth has a listing and you call me. What do you say to me? Just pretend like, okay, hello, this is Brad. (laughs) Well, of course I'm like, hey, I'm Lizzie Miller here. But let's role play just for a minute because here's the biggest problem that agents have, especially new agents. We're really, really busy. So we might be getting 50 calls. Just like when you're auditioning, because Lizzie, if you don't know it, is a fantastic singer and a songwriter. You have you only have a couple minutes for people to see who you are, right? Uh, when you're out on stage, you got to capture them right away, right? Same thing with an agent. You need to capture my attention right away because if I automatically find out from the tone in your voice or anything that you're an unsure agent or someone who's just kind of wasting my time or asking me questions that you really don't need to be asking, it's a turnoff right away. Right. So let's just role play really quick. And there's no wrong or right. I just want to see if I can tweak you a little bit. Is that okay? I mean, I need all the help I can get. (laughs) Let's go. Ring, ring. Hello, this is Brad. Hey, Brad. Lizzie Miller here. Heard about your listing. And um, I've got... Which listing are you calling about, Lizzie? What street? Oasis Street in Hollywood Hills. (laughs) That is the house of the hour. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I've got an interested and ready to go buyer pre-approved, fully funded cash sale. And I want to work this deal out. I'm sure that you've already, you know, gotten a lot of interest in this property, but, you know, I want to get a clean deal submitted right away. You know, what can we do to make this work? Excellent. So love what you just said. You sounded great. You were a little too wordy. As always. Right, but that's okay. But I love the fact that you, okay, so A, Lizzie, you're smiling right now. Anyone who is listening to this on the podcast, you can hear them, her smiling. And if you want to watch it, go to youtube.com, type in ATRE podcast, look for Lizzie Miller interview. You are smiling. And the great thing about that is the smile comes through your voice 
and it makes you endearing. So I love that. Smile, everybody, when you're talking because then the agent can know you're friendly and sweet and nice and people want to work with you. Why not make it exciting and, and fun? So the other thing is you contradicted yourself in a bit because you said cash and you said pre-approved. So just clean that up. Make sure that you're clear and concise. Is it cash or is it pre-approved? I do love the fact that you said, what do I need to do to get this deal into escrow? So instead of all the other words you were using, it's, hey, this is Lizzie Miller with the Music City Group, Benchmark Realty. Just wanted to introduce myself. I have a client who loves your property on Oasis. Great, Lizzie. When would you like to show it? Well, I'd like to get in at Saturday at 11. So what I'd like you to do is before you make your phone calls, have all your questions answered. Figure that the agent's going to ask you when you wanted to see it. So already have a couple different times and dates with your client. So then when you talk to Brad or whoever, you can say, hey, my client wants to see it as soon as possible. Here's the days we have available. What can you do for me? Or would you rather me send you an email? The best thing to do, Lizzie, is if you can say, I just wanted to reach out, introduce myself, and just tell you that I would really like to work with you. My client loves the house. So, okay, so that was great. So give me some questions you might have and let's let's go over them. Okay, well, are there any major things wrong with this house? I mean, I know it's a... So good question and bad question. <laughs> okay. So, so A, if he's really busy and he's getting a ton of calls, he doesn't have real time to answer all this. If there's anything major, we usually put it into confidential remarks. Best thing to do is ask as few questions as possible at first with selling yourself and your client up front. Sell yourself, sell your client, smile, get in there. If they're interested in the house, then ask, you know, anything I should know about that I don't know about because I'm writing an offer. But just try and be as easy as possible because I know you're thinking I want to tell my client as much as I can. You could ask whatever this, whatever you want in a slow market. But in a market where things are going for 50, 100, 150 over list price, there's 10 offers on the property. The only thing you want the listing agent to know about you is that you work hard, you get deals closed, and you're easy to work with. Yeah. And I guess I was just thinking some of those negative questions, like, is there anything majorly wrong with the house? In other words, just because it looks good on the outside, I mean, is there anything major wrong with we it? We don't know, though. Maybe. So you know, we don't know. If yeah. we just got a listing, we don't know. We haven't had a home inspection. And if someone tells us, hey, there's foundation issues, I would put into confidential remarks. Hey, guys, this, there's foundation issues, so be prepared when you come. Price right. accordingly. Yeah. Um, so... Again, if someone's really busy, they could be turned off by the question because they're just busy and they want to get you in and get you out. And most of the time, not everyone's going to love a property. So you're asking questions that maybe you could ask down the road. So it's not a bad question that you're asking. Yeah. You want to just brush up on putting everything in order. The, the, look, I'm working with a new agent right now. We had a deal closing today. It was $8.99. I sold it for a million ten. She was a pleasure to work with. There was 15 offers. She was really sweet, really nice, asked the right questions, told me she was going to be easy to work with, and I could hear in her voice that she was. Everything she said she was going to do, she has done, and we're closing escrow today. She's done a fantastic job, and she got her clients that house. Why? She came, she introduced herself to me at the appointment, said, I just want you to know, I want you to remember my name, my clients love the property. When she called me back and she was writing the offer, she didn't just start talking, but she said, hey, do you have a minute? I don't want to take up much of your time, but I am writing and I do want to get it. So can I just yeah. ask you a couple questions? I'm like, sure. And a great question there would be anything I need to know about the property that I don't know about yet. 
I guess sometimes I feel like if I ask that question and they happen to say, yeah, I know about such and such, then maybe they would be more willing to work with you knowing that the house is not as great as it looks because they might not get, you know, what they're asking for. They're going to get it in this this market. They're going to get it. You need to go into this market realizing that there's far much less inventory than there normally is, correct? And there's way less inventory and there's so many buyers because interest rates are so low you have a lot of competition. So what you need to remember, how can I come across as the easiest person to work with? Because remember, Lizzie, if you do a great job on this, represent your client to the best of your ability, get them the house they want, get along well with the other agent, He's gonna, you're gonna call him next time and go, hey Brad, it's Lizzie again, I got another buyer. I'll be like, Lizzie, <laughs> you're the best, I've worked with you, I love you, let's go. Let's go. And that is how you build relationships with not only agents, and buyers and you're going to get referrals but you want to have a great relationship in the business practice go to your boyfriend go to your son and go to your friends and role play say pretend this pretend that and you can even give them a list of objections to throw at you and object with you one of the things i do with people i I coach i give them a list of objections and we go over objections sometimes they go oh my god we've done this like 30 times i go exactly we have and someone throws out that objection and they go boom And they go, whoa, I knew that right away. And that's the most important thing is know your craft. The difference between people who succeed in real estate and the people who don't is they know their craft. They practice. And practice does not make perfect. Practicing perfect makes perfect. I like that. You're spot on. (laughs) I will say I have my first listing and it got under contract in 24 hours. Congratulations. Wonderful job. And now the best thing to do is make sure you communicate. Communicate with the buyer's agent. Communicate with your sellers every day. I call my sellers every day and say, how you doing? Great. If you're in front of them all the time, when you have to give them bad news, they're going to be prepared because you're already telling them. You're warning them. The best way to control your clients is to be there for your clients, to talk to your clients. Give them the warning signs ahead of time so they're not thrown completely off filter when something negative pops up. I completely agree with you. Okay. What else? Talk, talk to me. I mean, yeah. So I'm always staying on that positive vibe because you have to, you know, that's another question I was going to ask you is how do you, like, I know how to keep myself positive energized, but how do you keep your clients encouraged and motivated with this market, with how everything is, because they're constantly. You're so you're talking about buyers. Buyers. Okay. So buyers, I, I let them know from the very beginning, I pull up the areas that they're looking at and I say, okay, Here's all the houses that have sold in the last three months. Here's how quickly they sold. They went under contract this day. They were listed this day. There was three days. And look, when it closed, how much more it sold for. And I prepare them that if a house is $8.99, it's going to go for over a million in LA. And they have to be aware. Okay, I know that my first offer isn't going to be $8.50. It might be $9.75 or a million. And then I still may get countered best and final. So it's all prepping your clients. And they're going to remember. And then when you're talking to them, when you go to write the offer, you say to them, now remember I told you, where, where do you think you should be writing? And let them tell you. And then if they go 850, you go, you know, hey, I understand that you could have done that five years ago. But again, remember what we talked about? And they go, oh, yeah, that's right, Lizzie. I remember. <laughs> so it's all about education and communication. If you're educating and communicating with your clients, you're going to do fine. You know, part, look, I just sold my own personal residence. I've been here 15 and a half years with my wife and kids. And I'll tell you, it's been an amazing experience. I'm representing, I'm having a buddy 
who's helping represent me, but I'm pretty much doing everything. And it's been crazy because it makes you sick to your stomach and it's been reminding me of everything that my clients go through. Yeah, it's very true. It's been great in that sense where I go, oh God, that's right. So maybe I need to be a little bit more caring when I'm going over this with my clients or that. But what I usually try to do, Lizzie, is is if I know a deal is going to fall out of escrow, before I call my clients, I usually have called five or six other agents seeing if I can get back into escrow with one of them. So when I call my clients, I go, here's the bad news, but I got some good news for you. I've got five other buyers. Here's the offers. Which one do you want? Let's get them. Boom. And my clients are usually like, thank you. Okay, cool. (laughs) I hear you. What else? Well, so... What is your opinion, especially when you're new again, um, about taking a lower commission percentage instead of your normal 3%, like to get a certain listing or to get going with listings or even with buyers, just to get more clientele that way? First of all, I'm not a discount broker. I'm sure you're not either. We're full service brokers and you offer full service, right? But sometimes I get it. You have to take a little bit off. I don't believe if you are taking a lower commission, let's say you took it for four and a half percent rather than five or six. Well, I don't believe that you should be taking two and giving two. If you're going to be weak and take four percent, then you need to suck it up, take one and a half percent and offer two and a half percent to the other agent, right? Or if in your area they get three percent, you need to give them whatever they normally get because otherwise you are your, your client is suffering. The showings aren't going to be there. So really, I would tell someone first to do everything they can. I would tell their sellers, hey, you want me to be motivated? You want me to work hard? I'm paying for the photography. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And go through everything you're going through Mm -hmm. and build value in yourself. And oftentimes you won't even have to take that commission cut. But what you should do is be strong. When I'm, you know, interviewing, I don't care if I don't know them or not. I'll sit there and I'll say, I am a 6% broker. I give 3%. 3%. Sometimes I say I give three and a half to myself and two and a half to the other agent. And I do that because I pay for all the advertising and I pay this and I pay this and I pay this right. and I explain it to them. And they say, great, I don't care. Just get my house sold. <laughs> yeah. I will never offer the other agent less than two and a half percent ever. If I'm so weak that I need to take a, a, a discount, I'm not going to discount the buyer's agent because people aren't going to want to show your property and you're going to be known as a discount broker and that's not a good look for you. If someone says to you in the middle of your listing appointment, what's your commission? Will you take less? Say, you know what, Mr. Say, say you've, ha- you've heard that, huh? So say, you want to smile and say, yeah. say, listen, let me build some value in what I do. So just, we're going to get to that. I promise you I've never lost a, a listing over commission, but I also am going to tell you I am the best at what I do I'm going to be looking out for you, and I truly want to represent you. So we will get to that in a minute, and then go back. You need to lead your presentation. You need to take control of your seller. You need to listen with your ears, not your mouth. If they're talking, listen to what they're saying, and say, I understand what you're saying. And if they say, well, Joe Schmo down the street said he'd do it for 4%, go, hey, I don't know if he's a good agent or he's not. I know that I'm a great agent and I know I can get this done. Go down fighting. Say, look, if I can't negotiate my own commission, how am I going to negotiate the sale of your home? If I'm not motivated because you're not paying me what I'm worth. Could you ever watch Shark Tank? You know how those sharks say (laughs) it's a terrible deal. Say, look, you want to list it too high. You don't want to pay me what I'm worth. I may be primed to be your second agent. Tell you what, when you go hire Joe Schmo and he's all about burn and turn, I don't want that. 
I want to build a relationship with you. You completely just answered all that. And plus, I was going to ask you about keeping your value as an agent and not undercutting yourself. And you just wrapped all that up. Yeah, so I mean, build value always. And that's yeah. all of this, you guys, goes into practicing your craft, making sure that what you're doing, you believe it yourself. If you don't believe it, your clients aren't going to believe it. That's right. And another thing, you know, so many people are like, they don't realize all the work that agents put into this. They just think they drive around in fancy cars and collect their commission check. And they're like, here's a house. Let's go look at it. And I wish that, you know, we could take them behind the scenes and show them the life of a real estate agent. It'd be great. And the more that they communicate with you during the transaction, the more that you tell them, hey, I'm, I met with these five. I did this. I did that. I did this. They're going to appreciate it and see how hard you work. And they're going to ask you, don't you ever take a break? Say, no, I love what I do. This is in my heart. This is my passion. That's yeah. why I'm not a discount broker. That's why I work so hard. That's why I'm 99% referral because my clients refer me. My family refers me. Your family refers me. And SOIs, like your sphere of influence, I've learned that is just the yeah. ultimate key. It's it really is. should always be working on your sphere. You know, your, your sphere should see this podcast. Every time yeah. you're on a podcast or doing anything, you should be pounding it into people. Go log on yeah. and subscribe. You know, put a like and, and a comment next to my interview with Lizzie Miller, <laughs> yeah. right? And another thing on that note, you know, social media, we love to post all the new listings and photos and buyers and what we did. So I wanted to ask you a question on that. How many times rough estimate a week, should we be posting videos and pictures where people aren't overwhelmed by looking at it, you know, but they enjoy it. I think you need to mix it up. So you should be putting a quote or uh, something about the Nashville real estate market at least once a week. You could do a video that jumps on for 10 seconds and says, hey, I just wanted to say hello. I'm out showing property. Isn't this a beautiful pool? Isn't this a great home? Hey, I hope you guys are having a really wonderful day and a weekend. And I know it's been hard with COVID and I'm here if there's anything you need. Sing a song, yeah. Lizzie. Show your personality. Don't be afraid to mix the two. It's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. When you're interviewing with someone, show your talents. When they say Joe Schmo will do it for 4%, go, but would Joe Schmo sing for you? <laughs> I can't sing it all. Sing. Smile. Should I just show up with a microphone? <laughs> you don't even need a microphone. Just belt it out. And else, remember, Lizzie, you're going to be working with that person for the next month to four months. Don't you want to be with someone who makes you laugh, makes you smile, makes you happy, makes you sad, makes you cry? No, just, yeah. just say, it's oh. like you're their temporary family member. You're going to say, I, I want to focus on you. I want you to be happy. That's it. Yeah. And be sincere. What else you got for me? This is fun. My goodness, it is fun. Oh, I just, let me see. Okay. So what are like three to five things a new agent should do in order to set their career for longevity? Know your craft, understand the market, take all the classes you can. Do what you're doing with me. Get your coaching in and get your smiling in. Find someone who you can relate to that makes you want to work hard and makes you want to go out there and kick ass, right? Mm -hmm. And hold yourself accountable. If you want longevity in the business, go after your, your SOI, your sphere of influence constantly. Do a couple postings a week. Do things that bring lift people up. At the end of every post, it should say, remember, if you want to sell or buy, call me. No question is a dumb question. I'm always here to answer your questions. If I don't know the answer, I'll get you one. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the old school door knocking? Love it. Love door knocking. So, so you have to decide what kind of agent you want to be. I don't door knock during COVID. I don't yeah. want to make people feel uncomfortable, but I'll drop stuff at their doorstep, a notepad, 
whatever. But you need to figure out, not everyone's a door knocking agent. Not everyone knows how to do a farm correctly. You can't just decide I'm gonna door knock one day, door knock a couple days, and then not door knock for six months. You need to go through cycles. You need to figure out where you want to door knock. How many homes are in that area? Who's top in that area? Maybe there's someone who's number one. Do you really want to go after that farm area? No. Maybe you want to go after a farm area where there's been 22 sales in the last six months by seven different brokers. No one's dominating. Here's Lizzie. Go in there. Dominate. Come up with a plan. Say there's 2,000 homes in that area. If I hit 100 homes a day, four days a week, that's going to take me eight weeks in order to finish out the cycle, treat it like an appointment, and book around it. You need to make everything a priority. And if you do it, you will succeed. I door knocked for a long time. I didn't get a listing for two and a half years, and I was the number one guy in the area. I had 17 listings. 17 in one year? Oh, yeah, that's nothing. If you're farming correctly. <laughs> like, yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> if you're farming correctly, you're going to do yeah. it. Farm your sphere of influence. If you don't want to door knock, farm your sphere of influence. Farm open houses. Make that your farm. Just you have to figure out what you love and go after it. Start out as a buyer's agent, right? Start out just doing open houses or being on a team or, or, or getting leads from people and then work on your sphere of influence. Show everyone houses because everyone who buys from you two years later, three years later, four years later is gonna wanna sell. Yeah, I remember we talked about that before. Buyers become sellers and sellers become buyers. Oh, yeah, totally built You're absolutely right. Yeah, and just like, you know, mailing out postcards if you wanna like zone in on a certain area. I mean, is that- People just do it once. Once a month, do mail outs or once a week? or Maybe do a mail once a month and a drop once a month. No, you got to be in there twice a month doing something. So, and you should door knock. I mean, you got to be in there. You they, you need to come up with a slogan and read the reason why they call Lizzie. And it could be call Lizzie, you're singing realtor. I'm sure there's a ton of that in Nashville. I love but, that. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, I'll sing a song for you. You know, yeah. let me sing for you. Yeah, I've been thinking of marketing strategies on that too. Yeah. Call Lizzie. Let me sing you dollar signs. I sing dollars. I make money for my clients. (laughs) Just whatever you want. But you need to believe it. You need to feel it. You need to have passion. What else? Talk to me. Yeah, I'm thinking about like on every deal that I get, whether it's buyer or seller, like at the end of that deal, maybe put on a little acoustic show concert at their house totally up to them of course but i offer it well what you could do though is um at your open houses have music you have that's even better (laughs) rather than that i wouldn't have a crazy rock out but a nice soft songs nice soft songs where someone's walked when by the time they get to the backyard there's someone singing back there I mean, listen, there's a lot of agents that might say, hey, I want to do an open house. And you could say, well, can I do it with you? I'd love to be the music and just watch what you're doing. Yeah, we've got a musician in every room, people. <laughs> you don't want that. That's too much. But figure out what works for you. And I do. I feel the energy. I got the positivity. Yeah. I've got the people skills. It's just getting all that equipped and keeping it intact. Yeah. And like you said, be consistent with everything that I do. And truthfully, that's yeah. why I got into the coaching. Because for me, so many agents like you, don't know what to do and they need to be reminded of it constantly, which is good. You want to be constantly yeah. reminded. And I'm such an overthinker yeah. and you break Don't things do down into simplicity. You just really want to just believe in yourself. We've all been there. We've all had those insecurities. We all have been through the fight. I look at you and I say, okay, keep doing what you're doing, but it, it's not a one and done thing. It's not something that you can just do and then stop. You need to be great at everything. You need to be 
making out, go to zip forms and make out contracts and ask someone, hey, can you look at this for me? What would you recommend that I do this right uh, when I wrote the offer? Because you want to be prepared. What else should I send with the offer? Train yourself every day. And getting reviews from those clients. That's a great thing. Uh, get the reviews after, after every time you deal with a client. It's really important as well. But in order to get the clients, you need to really, really be prepared. Uh, and I don't mean just a little. You wouldn't go out on stage if you weren't prepared. Mm-hmm. Every time you go out to a listing appointment or a buyer, you're going to meet a buyer. If they're going to drive in your car with you, have water waiting for them. Have a clipboard with the homes that they're going to see and say, you're my navigator, okay? And uh, here's a pen with a clipboard and every listing you're going to see. And every time we see a listing, right when we get into the car, I want you to take notes so you remember. Because I know that you feel like you'll remember every house, but you won't. So I want you to take notes. Liked this house because of this. Didn't like it because of this. Put a star next to the ones that you really love. And then afterwards, recap it with them. What's funny is the whole notebook thing. Like I've been doing that with a good friend of mine who's looking for a home and we've been driving around the same area and he's been marking which ones he likes the most and all that. But yeah, I've got to get better than that even, you know, like I just- Lizzie, most of your clients when you first start are going to be friends or family. Mm -hmm. Treat them like you would a normal client. My family- and my friends, the reason why they continue to use me all these years, not only because I I was like you and really worked hard, but I treated it like they were people I had never met before. I worked my butt off. Pretty soon they just knew that when I was showing them property or selling their house, they were getting Brad who's not gonna have a drink right now. I'll have a drink after we get this accepted. I'm not gonna, you know, crack all the jokes and be silly Brad. I changed the tone of my voice and I become broker Brad. How you doing? Yeah, I was going to ask you that too. I mean, is there such thing as being overly nice and when to put on that hard hat and be more direct? Well, so you should always be nice, always be yourself, but throw a little bit of, of sternness in there when you need it to be. Don't be mean and, and don't be hostile, but there's nothing wrong with if you're trying to get your point across, you change your voice. And don't be afraid to say, see there, I see how I changed my voice. I really want it, <laughs> yeah. I really want you to understand what I'm saying here. And they'll learn how to read you, what you're trying to say, and they're going to understand and they're going to look for that. But it's really important that you take your job so seriously that they say, wow, I feel protected. I'm so glad that Lizzie's representing me. That is the ultimate goal. <laughs> I, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, that's just a whirlwind of more information. It's great. You're always awesome. You're very thorough and helpful. And, you know, like I said, I work with a team of experts. They're wonderful, but I mean, getting, you know, someone like you that's coach and your opinion and what you've been at it for so long and you're so successful and, you know, I highly respect you. I respect you as well. And I look at you as a colleague and uh, I look at you. You're welcome. And, And I look at you. I'm excited to send clients your way out in Nashville and work with your clients here. And I really am happy that you're in real estate and I know you're going to kill it. And I'm available all the time whenever you need me. Sounds good. Right. But yeah, we got a lot of California people moving to Nashville. That's it. We do. Nashville's a great place. (laughs) And remember everyone, if you need my coaching, go to atrepodcast.com, sign up for my five free videos. I will give you a free 30 minute coaching class and introductory offer and see if we're a good match for one another. And I highly uh, encourage it and would love to work with you. And that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, many of my podcast listeners have become my coaching clients. If you'd like to be a coaching client, go to my website at www.atrepodcast.com and sign up for your free 30-minute coaching evaluation at www.atrepodcast.com. 
And as my dad would always say, have an attitude of gratitude.